1077 welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call in number is 366 8471. Now, your host for Up Close. Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, mystery announcer, wherever you are, and welcome to the Z1077 Up Close Show on this beautiful but crispy July 7th of 2023. I'm Gary Danielle, your host. Our producer is Michelle Alley, and the phone number for you to call is 760-366-8471. The Z1077 Up Close Show is a special presentation of Z1077 News presented in the public interest. Our guest in studio today is the artistic and and Administrative Director of the Joshua Tree Foundation for Arts and Ecology, part of Harrison House Music, Arts, and Ecology, Eva Soltis. I think I got all that right. I Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. asking. You know, you're not used to having all your titles written. So, but anyway, delightful to have you here, Eva. Uh, Eva is here to talk about a, a really cool thing that they're doing in Joshua Tree. It's, the, uh, it's a summer camp being put on for kids and it starts in on the 10th so it starts pretty quick we're going to talk about that but first i'm going to bring us up to date on a little bit about who eva is and what she does and why she does it and where she does it and all that funny groovy stuff so eva tell us a little bit about yourself well gary you're very kind and thank you for having me so um i have spent my life in the arts basically uh many years i was a music producer i do classical indian dance and um i just you know have a big belief in the arts is a thing that enlivens our experience on earth <laughs> and so um see in 20 let's see here 2000 and in 2000 i came to joshua tree the first time with the composer lou harrison who was building a straw bale house which was his dream place to have a a music room for acoustic music and it would be made of straw which was a sustainable material which is so was the acoustics of the straw or the sustainability what made it what made that happen as a straw bale house i think number one was the sustainability and then it turns out it's a very good acoustic material which lou thought it would be because of its density so um so from 2000 till 2002 i started making trips here with lou harrison a filmmaker i'm a filmmaker as well and i was making a film of the house being built and i always say well it's a trick ending to the film the filmmaker ended up with the house so <laughs> when when lou passed away uh, exactly one year after the house was completed in uh, february 2nd of 2002 um, i purchased the house and I knew that it was his dream acoustic room. I had spent my whole career producing small concerts, chamber music concerts, um, <clears throat> working with contemporary composers, working with all kinds of music. I had put on, oh, maybe over a thousand productions by then. And it was my idea of um, a wonderful life, <laughs> you know, to, you know, to, and eventually I did move here in 2007. Um, now, where, where were you from, the Los Angeles area? Is that where you met Lou and, and got involved with, with his world? Actually, the San Francisco Bay San Area. San Francisco yeah. Bay Area. Yeah, I was okay. born in Los Angeles, but went to college in the Bay Area, and it stuck. So I was there, you know, for about 40 years, actually, you know, uh, working. And I met Lou in the early 70s. Um, he and his then partner uh, Bill Kolvig were creating instruments that they were building themselves that we know to special tuning systems and I was in an Indian dance program so that's another thing that I've been doing my whole adult life uh, you know from India and um, so Lou and Bill were creating instruments and then my nine month out of the year job was as a concert director at a little chamber music hall 1750 Arch Street in Berkeley and so I got to know Lou that summer you know in the 70s and it turned out we were doing an Ives Schoenberg Centennial Festival later that year and I had been told, you know, asked to invite Lou Harrison to be the keynote speaker because he was very involved in the music of uh, the late, you know, Charles Ives. And so uh, I didn't know that that was the same person that I had been watching create instruments and, you know, after my dance classes every day. And so um, we were surprised to meet one another in that other capacity, and it stuck. We became 
you know, really lifelong friends after that and associates. So I would work with Lou. I would help him, you know, with his commissions, contracts, and I would put tours around the world together for him. Whatever he needed, I wanted to be there because I loved his music, loved his music. He was himself a dancer, and so I think the work that he does is, you know, was very corporeal, so dancers are very attracted to his music. I, I realized later when I was researching everything for my documentary about him, which didn't finish until he, was, he had passed away, unfortunately, but um, I realized he had worked with a, a lineage of really important dancers throughout his life. So uh, he he started the Straw Bale House in Joshua Tree. You came out as a filmmaker to document it. Mm-hmm. Now you now you own it. Now I own it. But tell us about Straw Bale real quick. Uh, uh, so is, is it exactly what it says? It is exactly what it says. It's made from stacking up bales of straw, and is um, it then covered with what, stucco? Or? It's covered with stucco. Okay. Yeah, and it's kind of like a basket. You know, it, it's got wire woven around it to keep it secure, and <clears throat> this little. It's the little house that could, I call it, because the year it was finished, it got the Excellence in Engineering Award from Northern California, you know, architects, because the structural engineer was from the Bay Area. So it was a whole team of people that met and mainly lived in the Bay Area, to tell you the truth, at the time. Um, So it's the little house that could. It's what caused straw to be quantified as a legitimate structural material. Uh, now, uh, for people who want to drive by and see this straw bale house, where would we find it? Oh, my gosh. You know, for so many years, I withheld the address because it's a residential neighborhood. But I'll tell you. Well, and, and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you how I knew about it. Is, is my mom and dad had a house like a half a block down from it. So, I know. <laughs> so just walking up the street going, oh, that's kind of interesting. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's on Mount Lassen Avenue right across from Copper Mountain College. Of 6881 Mount Lassen. But you know, these days you can hardly see the house from the street because I've planted so many trees around it. And then also we have this beautiful gate. I was going to say, tell us about the gate because okay. I know that's relatively new. <clears throat> yeah, well, we put it up for Lou Centennial, which was oddly 2017. I can't believe that it's been that long ago already, but you know, six years ago. And it's made from recycled Bay Bridge steel. So the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge. Um, the artist Mark Bullwinkle designed the structure of it and then created the gate in his own inimitable style, which is amazing. And now I can't imagine the house without it. It's so integral. Yeah, and my sister lives right across the street from it. So I know. It's, it's and you want to know what? <laughs> my current composer in residence is in your sister's house. There we go. Okay. Uh, so Eva Soltis, uh, again, uh, we're, I'm talking a little bit about Harrison House because that's how most people know you. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, now you've, you've formed the Joshua Tree Foundation for Arts and Ecology, which is part of Harrison House, but it's more specifically for... Permaculture. Okay. It's permaculture. It's dry lands permaculture. So a number of years ago. Now, made you tell me exactly what straw bale house is. Now, I'm going to have you tell me what permaculture is, and I know that's not an easy answer. It's not an easy answer, but but it's permanent culture. And so it's really a design science looking at how humans can live on Earth more equitably. We're not doing a very good job right now. No, yeah. we are not, which is one of the reasons I started that other side of the street. You know, I mean, my whole career has been in the arts until, you know, about eight years ago when the, you know, I took a year off of civic duties. I was on the Chamber of Com- Commerce board, as you know, for quite a long time when we had a Chamber of Commerce here. And <clears throat> I began to really look around and I got so affected by living in nature and finally realizing, oh my goodness, we, you know, we're, we're part of the food chain and to really begin to realize what that meant. And I was, you know, without the earth, there's no art. So I really began to think about, <clears throat> you know, living on the edge of the national park and who people, who we are as humans in relationship to the rest of the living world. And so it really affected me. I went off and I took a, a course, and a lot of the the wisdom and the knowledge for permaculture does come from indigenous wisdom. It comes from the people who lived on the planet 
before we invented you know electricity before we had cars before all the roads were paved but it was people who were very close to nature and the indigenous culture is extremely aware of the heartbeat of the earth and and uh, the absolutely it is, it is it is basically their whole lives are dedicated to that and well you know here i'm going to tell you here's what i start my tours of our permaculture site with kids now because this has suddenly started blossoming for me as being so important is really you know bringing the kids who are living in the morongo basin many of whom don't have a lot of cultural activities thanks to the things you do and a few other people there are some you know but there's not enough for kids to do so I started bringing kids into the site for like one hour tours even and I'm like how do you explain to them and I you know I finally go who has a pet raise your hand who has a pet oh they you know most of them raise their hand what do you what do you do for your pet well we we feed it we we you know we brush it we sleeps with me we you know we take it for walks I said you love it oh we love our pets and and you want it to live and you know and be part of your family oh yes I said well guess what now it's going to be hard to wrap your mind around this it's a pretty big picture but start thinking about the earth as your pet because it's alive and so what happens to you when you cut yourself oh you bleed I said what happens if you bleed too much you die I said well the earth has all of this water running through it that keeps it alive and so when you turn on your faucet and you walk away you you know you turn it on full blast you're bleeding the earth and this is what you know if you look around when you scrape your yard the weeds grow back well that's the earth saying i want to be covered up the earth is trying to always heal itself because as people we have not done a good job of being equitable with all the other living things and understanding that we are all in fact dependent on each other a hundred percent from the little teeny tiny ants to everything in between and us we can't live here without everything else does the does the light go on in the kids with that analogy of the earth is your pet it did i, I think it's fascinating it actually. did yeah. and i mean just i said so start to think of it as alive and it's part of the universe we don't understand a lot about you know our herd of you know rocks that we're part of like you know flying through air but it is alive and i know believe the other other planets are too i mean whether or not there's other humans that's a whole nother thing i don't get into that but the truth of the matter is the earth with climate change is trying to heal itself because as people we've taken it really out of balance the earth will be okay as people we may get shed from it because we're we, you know our attitude especially in our time right now is that we're the only living things and if you don't know what it is kill it you know spray it and i said go home <clears throat> look in your look under your sink in the kitchen in the bathroom how much poison do you have that you're putting down the drain and you're poisoning the earth with it you know how much poison and it's not even good for you so it's just we haven't really embraced a big picture as humans so permaculture is trying to sort of back us up and say okay what is the big picture how can i reuse all my water the, how, and, yeah. the, and the permaculture movement has just taken on uh, a, a lot of, of forward movement uh you have regular classes there people come from literally all, all over the world to learn the precepts of permaculture right at lou harrison house right that's right and so <clears throat> We started every other year doing a two-week program, which is a design certification program, but it is phenomenal how it has affected people's lives who have done it. I'm amazed. Like, 4th of July, I went to a party, and uh, our session two years ago, we had a NASA client sci uh, scientist in our course, and then this last course that we did in the spring she came and did a presentation of how she's bringing permaculture into the science world and now <clears throat> we have i have introduced her to robin Kabali, and she's now using satellite uh <clears throat> imagery because that's what she does she you know uh 
interprets all the satellite imagery uh, you know around climate science around the world and she's helping Robin Kabali who is trying to work the legislature in California into declaring the desert as an important bioregion because people don't get it they don't understand how much life there is underneath the soil that is thousands of years old that is sequestering carbon and that's a science robin is trying to get you know uh, the newsom people to understand because they're declaring certain regions of california sort of sacred in terms of they can't be disturbed where the desert is actually sequestering more carbon than any place else and so but they haven't had the, the the science to prove it so now our person that was in our permaculture course who works for NASA has there she said we actually have new technology that's going you know that just right now that is you know being put into the 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 satellite system of you know the the climate satellites and so i we've been able to put them together and so I, I would just say I, I use that uh, similar analogy when people say, uh, where do you live? I live out in the desert. Oh, there's nothing out there. I said, well, not, no, not really. Uh, if you scratch the surface, just like the surface of the desert, there's all kinds of stuff going on out there. But you've got to look for it. You there's look for so, it. Much so, it's the same so, thing so much with, life here. So much life here. And so yeah. what we're doing is we're – a demonstration site and we're experimental we're young but we're trying to show people what you can grow food wise how to sustain yourself in the desert so we're simultaneously using gray water to grow food so using our clean water from the house the shower water the uh, bath water and some of the sink water and we use special soap we don't use poison soaps we use an oasis soap that's good for the plants and we're reusing all the water from the house to grow food. And in some of the beds, we grow things that, you know, don't are not necessarily natives, but give us really nice food. Um, you know, um, olives, figs, things like that. But then in our outer beds, we're growing natives that hopefully you know somebody once said to me how many years do you think you're going to live anyway and i said well, it's not about <laughs> me you know it's about what you're leaving behind and the fact with climate change there's going to be more desert and so we're saying look when you manage your resources properly and you reuse your clean water keep your water clean you know of course we would never use what we call the black water the toilet water we don't do that but um we do reuse everything in the house and we make big swales and we demonstrate how it can be done and so when i bring we bring kids onto the site and i go he'll bend down pull 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 that green thing right there pull it hard a carrot they go a carrot you know and and an onion and peas you know so the kids don't know where the food comes from it doesn't just come from vons it comes from the earth right (laughs) and it doesn't need all that packaging yeah yeah. we're gonna take a quick little break we'll be back with more with eva saltis the artistic and administrative director for joshua tree foundation for arts and ecology and harrison house music arts and ecology we've been having a fascinating talk about what is permaculture what is a straw bale house when we come back we're going to find out about the new summer camp that starts on july 10th there uh with eva sold so don't go away more coming your way right here on z1077 this is cody joseph from the morning show with cody and jeff Sue's Health Foods is a regular stop for me. I can get staples there that I can't find at the grocery store. Everything from booch to nooch, as Jeff likes to say. Cashews in bulk, miso paste, local honey, and sweet treats for my kids. They really like the fruit juice from the bulk bins. The bulk bins are probably our favorite part of the store. And the employees are always so friendly and helpful. We couldn't make half the recipes we love without the ingredients we get from Sue's. My family has been shopping there for years, and the quality and care we have gotten has always been top-notch. I love going there, and I love supporting a local business that has given so much to our community for so many years. Committed to your good health. 
the new smoking Triple Stack at Firehouse Subs. Stacked with honey ham, smoked turkey, and slow-smoked brisket, it's one of their meatiest subs ever. To top it off, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders across the country. So at Firehouse Subs, they don't just make subs, they make subs that are big, bold, and craveable. They make their subs differently because their subs make a difference. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Home Depot Center, Yucca Valley. It's the return of the Alamo Laundromat. The McCormick family has brought it back with all new state-of-the-art machines to make doing laundry easy and even fun. You'll always be greeted by a friendly attendant who'll help you load up and explain how things work. Use the simple app on your phone to pay or use their change machines. A part of the desert for decades, this local family gives back to the community. Like last week when the high school sports teams tested out all the machines with their families. Clean, safe, and some may even say beautiful with all the artistic murals in and out. The Alamo Laundromat, Adobe Road 29 Palms, because laundry day is important. And we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show, 26 minutes after 10 o'clock on this Friday, July 7th. Our guest in studio today, Eva Soltis. Now, we've been talking about Harrison House and what brought Eva out to the desert and all that kind of stuff. But uh, let's tell you why what brought her into the studios of Z1077 today. Because in her spare time, she's decided to start another nonprofit, Joshua Tree Foundation for Arts and Ecology, and they're putting in a summer camp for kids. So when does this camp start, and what are we going to find out at oh, the camp? Thank you, Gary. It starts on Monday, and it's going to be a phenomenal camp that is free, we're focusing on 9 to 12-year-olds, and I'm going to say this is the first summer camp I've ever put on, but I've become increasingly interested in uh, bringing the kids to our site and you know, talking about art, giving them experiences, because I think we're still suffering from the COVID times where kids were just with their screens 24-7. So I was invited by the Inland Empire Community Foundation to, to do this summer camp. It's absolutely free. It'll be three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for five weeks, so July 10th to August 11th. Um, and there is a phenomenal, phenomenal group of teachers. Um, and just, if you're listening, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you the contact information if you want to sign your kids up. So that is coming up. So go get a pencil and be ready. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. we yeah. do have about... 10 spaces left in the camp and we and this is open to all kids all kids nine years old to 12 years old and so i'm going to tell you some of the fun experiences that are going to happen here so when you know we conceived of this i said well you know it's an expanded learning camp you know so for kids to actually learn things but to do it hands-on and have really a lot of fun yeah fun yeah. so it's it's math through rhythm, it's science experiments, it's history through storytelling and music. So basically, we have Kim Marcus, who's a, a culture bearer from the Serrano Cahuilla people, who's going to be teaching skills like uh, making arrows out of willow sticks. Uh, he'll be teaching bird songs and, and you know, a lot of the, the games and cultural practices of, you know, the Native kids. We're going to have Kennedy Verrett. You remember Kennedy? Yes, the musician who uh, brought the uh, Joshua Tree National Park to life. That was the, a wonderful experience. Yeah, sound checker. Yeah. So Kennedy, it turns out, in the first week, he is so incredible with science and music together. I mean, he's amazing. So he told me about one, th one thing that he'll be doing with the kids, but he's been teaching kids for decades actually so he does a thing where he gives them a little bit of bitter chocolate and they go oh that's bitter he said okay hold on a minute he'll play a certain frequency to them and he'll go okay has anything changed they're going yeah it tastes better now he said so restaurants have to be really careful about what music they play because uh, you might not like their food if they're playing the wrong thing so he's showing well, that's them fascinating I, I wasn't even aware of that i gotta wrap my head around that one so. well yeah. he is full yeah. of amazing you know he's part scientist and part composer musician and so he's going to be doing all these really interesting things and so uh, in, then Friday session, Big Black will be joining him, and we're going to be doing a whole rhythmic, you know, rhythm circle with the kids. 
Charlie Olmstead, who is the uh, the Dez, the Dez yep. and and the owner. You know, I mean, well, she works also at Twenty Nine Palms Inn, but one of the owners of the Dez. Every Wednesday, she's going to be doing cooking from the garden with the kids. Oh, fun! And so yeah. I'm like, we have you got to s- plant more carrots. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, what it's a summer thing, and yeah. there's certain things that we've now said this is what's going to grow in the summer. And it's amaranth is one of them, and the leaves we eat. Um, if they're small, we put them in a salad. If they're big, we cook them like spinach or like any other green. And it is rampant. This is something that every family here tries stopping it from growing, actually. We, last year, we had a huge crop of it, and we, we we're going to you know, transition that garden bed into something else. But no, there's hundreds of amaranth plants going up. And so, so Charlie's going to be working with the kids out of the garden and also low-cost cooking. Um, we have uh, Ellen Schloff, who is now a new site manager there, but she's she is a, actually a musician and engineer, so she's a STEAM educator, but she worked for Boeing as a rocket scientist. She has a whole little um, business of her own called Backyard Science, and so the experiments are going to be out of this world. I mean, really... No pun intended. Yeah, I know. I know. But really fun. So one of the first things the kids will do with her is make, actually make tie-dyed scarves. And then she's going to talk about heat transfer. That was her specialty. And we're going to make it so that the kids, because I'm worried about the temperature, but, and there'll be indoor and outdoor activities. There'll always be a cool space for kids to retreat to if they want to. But a wet scarf outside goes a long way to keep you cool in the summer so we, we're going to be providing wet scarves and little you know like spray bottles to every kid you know because we're really concerned about a breeze hell but ellen is going to be doing things like you know watching the capillary action of celery and carnation so you know they'll do experiments where they're going to watch celery turn red and carnations the white one turn blue you know and so how things like that work so really super fun things and then also um, a wonderful local ceramicist, Cybelle Rowe, has said, I want to I wanna come, I want to come, I work with kids. The kids are going to get to make little pots with her, and she's going to take them and fire them. Um, they're going to be doing cyanotype prints. They're going to make their own paper out of recycled paper. Well, what's the age group on this? Nine to 12. I Sorry, mean, Gary. I, thought, thank, I want to sign up for that. <laughs> That's what everybody yeah. says. And then, yeah. you know, and then on top of that, there's a, another Native American woman, Blossom Maciel, who's going to be doing basket weaving. Every kid is going to be able to leave with a basket that they've made. And um, and she's teaching native games and, and native foods. They'll be making chia candy. They'll be making little sun ovens, cooking s'mores in them. So... I know everybody who has a kid's going, I want to do that. So I promised you I would give you the contact information. So get out your pencil, and here it is. You can get applications at info.harrisonhouse at gmail.com. It's info.harrisonhouse at gmail.com. Or call 760-366-4712. Okay. And there's also our website, lewharrisonhouse.org. And you can get an application on our homepage. Okay. So lewharrisonhouse.org is the website. The email is info.harrisonhouse at gmail.com. And the number is 760-366-472. And right now there's only 10 openings in this? There's only 10 openings left, and we really want to fill them. We want every child. We're, we're limiting it to 30 kids. And how it'll work is that there'll be... Each day, we're gonna we're gonna divide the kids into two groups. So two groups of fifteen. Two groups of fifteen. So there's two sessions per day, and so one group will get one first, and the other group, and then they'll swap. You know, there's two sessions, and and we're gonna also get this be serving lunch from the Des. So the Des oh, is gonna nice. be catering everything. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. The uh, so is it. Is it one teacher per week? Do they rotate? Is it sections? How, how do you bring well, all of these things uh, together? You know, we put this together on really short notice. And so it's going to be a checkerboard of amazing teachers. So I can tell you the first day what will be happening, day one, well, we'll start with a really nice 
opening circle and and Kim Marcus who's the native elder from the tribe that was here will do a little ceremony to welcome everybody and then we'll talk all about what's going to happen and, and the schedule and everything and then what we're going to do is I'm going to give them a little tiny tour of just the Harrison House side we're going to pick uh, Palo Verde pods that are now dried and we're going to and then we're going to say, okay, we're going to soak these overnight, and tomorrow we're going to, one of the things we're going to do is to plant a tree that everybody will get to watch grow and take home and plant. Then, uh, this is all part of the first session, and then Kennedy and then another local teacher, T. Walsh, they'll be doing a session together uh, doing music. You know, and we have all sorts of amazing musical things planned. The second session that will be going on simultaneously Kim Marcus, the elder, um, is bringing first a video for the kids to see about the petroglyphs that Native people, you know, uh, there are, that is all around our park area too. And then he's bringing pigments that are the pigments that have been ground from the different stones, and the kids are going to get to paint petroglyphs on rocks. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah. So that's day one, right? That's um, day one? That's day one. Damn. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, it's going to be amazing. Day, day two, um, I'm actually, uh, let's see here, I'm, we're going to be planting the trees. There'll be another music uh, uh, session with Kennedy and T, you know, um, and it's going to be actually music and science. It'll be the things like I told you, taste this, now listen to this. And he's very interactive, and he's really up on technology. The kids are going to have, I mean, an amazing time with him. He's so brilliant. But then uh, the next day being Wednesday, so Charlie will be taking them out and picking amaranth and, and tepary beans from the garden. And so that's day two, working with Charlie, and then, you know, music and planting trees. Day three which is Friday the 14th, Big Black, amazing percussionist is going to come and they're going to do like a whole rhythm circle and dance, you know. And then um, the second session that day is Blossom Maciel will be teaching native games, toys and games. And everybody will go home with a little game kit, you know, things that they can share with their neighbors. Okay, that's week one. That's week one. That's okay. week one. And, and so it I'm goes on tired. and on. Yes. I mean, every single day we have really tailored. Well, it sounds like you've done a lot of homework and uh, very carefully came up with this uh, this curriculum. Yeah, and well, it also is the amazing, wonderful people that have wanted to be part of it. In fact, I want to tell you the truth. This was proposed to me as an idea on June 15th. Wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I mean, the Inland Empire Community Foundation had a funding cycle that they, nobody had applied for. And she's going, if you could put a summer session together, I said, I will. Because I'm going to tell you, we started seriously wanting to do things with kids. Uh, I've been trying to arrange this for years, honestly. But finally, I worked with Janet Johnston. Uh, who is, in fact, the builder of the Lou Harrison House and a local parent whose kids went through La Contenta Middle School and so forth. And Janet got really, uh, you know, passionate about wanting to give back and wanting the kids to know that they are part of our community and all of these things are important, you know, that there's a lot that goes on in this community that they can be part of. And so I'm going to just put in a plug for the field trips we did in May where we had 131 eighth graders from La Contenta Middle School come over three days' time, and Janet organized this whole bus trip. But it was a bunch of local organizations, um, the Moronga Basin Conservation Association, the, the Joshua Tree Sportsman Club, the Joshua Tree Rotary, Joshua Tree... And that's the bus of junior high school kids that made the tour, because I think they came through the radio station I was about to say that. Well. You guys yeah. waved at them. Yeah. I'm getting to that. Yeah, okay, yeah. the sport, Sportettes, the Chelsea Chastain, Copper Mountain College, uh, the, the school district, Christy Bong of the CTE, the Career Technical Education, Tammy of Joshua Parks and Recs, and of course, La Contenta School. The staff was incredible to make this happen. And though the bus tour went, and you know, you guys at Z107 waved to them, the Morongo Basin Ambulance Company waved at them, the Joshua Fire you know, Center, the Continuing Care Center were out there waving at the buses as they were going by. But 
it was transformative in terms of what we were able to give the kids. And and the bus tour was letting them know what 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 is available and where things are in their own communities. Correct. And kids didn't know. And so we got to, you know, let every kid pick peas and open them and go, "Oh my god, that's where they come from." And <laughs> you know, and then we ended this tour inside the Harrison House where they had a, an experience and I was talked about me, sound ecology. Think about sound. Think about, you know, we, when we left, we put our heads inside this buzzing Palo Verde tree because the bees were there, you know, pollinating all the flowers. I said, nature makes really beautiful, subtle sound. Now, think about how much sound people make and how we overwhelm, especially in the cities, our environment with our loud sounds. And, you know, we're fortunate to be near this national park where you actually can go and sit peacefully and hear things and we had the kids sit in the room which all already is such a beautiful extraordinary place that Lou designed and built with Janet <coughs> and experience a kind of serenity and a quiet and listen to the ringing of a bell until the bell itself really diminishes and how long that takes and so you know I got them thinking about sound ecology and and, and all that too so I mean I feel like it's um well it gives them a way of, a different way of thinking and looking at things besides looking at a, a tiny screen in your hand right uh, you know the, anything we can do to, to to get their interest in the here and now the is, human experience yeah. yeah you know the human experience and the fact that we are part of a larger system which is our world and, and that goes back to the permaculture it does, yeah. it does. But, and, and all the art and all the sound, you know, because I always said, to me, art and ecology equals nature because nature is the most beautiful artist. If When you go into any wilderness place, it's calming, it's beautiful. And, you know, if you can actually sit and listen to the birds and sit and listen to all the other little sounds. I do a, I do a kind of a similar analogy, analogy when I'm working with kids at the theater when it comes to painting sets. I mm -hmm. see... I said, go out and look outside. There are no solid colors in nature. And they just went, oh, what? So if you're going to paint a, a tree, it's just not just green. There's lots of different things going on there. So we make them look at it. Same sort of thing that you're doing with sound mm -hmm. and our effect on, on our environment. And on that, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of the Z1077 Up Close Show after these brief messages. We know you love listening to The Morning Show with Cody and Jeff while driving, but sometimes you just absolutely have to get out of your car. Hey, a truck carrying carrots tipped over on the side of the highway. I better run over there and grab as many of those root vegetables as I can carry. Now you can catch up on what you missed. Listen to Z1077's Morning Show as a podcast on your phone, tablet, or any device. Subscribe to The Morning Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Morning Show with Cody and Jeff. And next time, grab a carrot for me too. Community pharmacies do still exist. The biggest advantage they have is the ability to give you more personal attention. The staff at Star Pharmacy get to know their customers. It's easier to ask questions when you know your pharmacist. Star Pharmacy also carries durable medical equipment, wheelchairs, walkers, and other health aids. A full range of supplements to boost your immune system, even meds for your pet. Visit your local Star Pharmacy across from the post office in Joshua Tree. And we are back with the Z1077 Up Close Show. It's 1044. Our guest in studio today, Eva Soltis uh, with Harrison House Music, Arts, and Ecology. And today, representing the Joshua Tree Foundation for Arts and Ecology in the summer camp they've got coming up for kids 9 to 12. I'm going to give that application uh, uh, contact information again. Uh, first of all, uh, the website is... Lou, Lou Harrison House dot org. And Lou I want Harrison to stress dot org. It's a yes. free camp. Yeah, it's a free camp. And uh, it's going to be such an exciting group of, of presenters and teachers in a beautiful setting. They still have 10 openings and it opens Monday. So move quickly. Here's how to do so. For applications, go to info dot Harrison House at gmail dot com. 
or call 760-366-4712. And uh, I'll leave that information with our producers here, so if you don't have a chance to write it down, uh, you can get it. So exciting stuff this summer camp. What else is coming up for Harrison House uh, Arts and Ecology? Oh, thank you for asking, because we do still have our, our residency program that you know was originally the program that i started when i moved here in 2006 so um in 2006 terry riley um who is a uh, american composer who you know is somewhat known he started our program well now his son gian riley who is a fabulous fabulous composer guitarist is our one-year composer in residence. So he is bringing in other artists, and uh, this is the first time I've sort of shared the curating, but I figure it's time. I've been doing it a long time, and you understand, Gary, how we need to sometimes move it on yep. to younger people. <laughs> and so um, I'm thrilled that Guillaume, um, who did a concert in the spring. Uh, he brought Devendra Bonhart here. And so uh, July, so that is ongoing for the whole year. But also, uh, July 27th, we're going to have a local uh, songwriter, uh, Perry Hoberman, who's going to be doing a concert. So that's on a Thursday night. And our, our camp is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we'll be, you know, sort of juggling a bit. It'll be busy at Harrison House. It'll be busy. And then August, we have um, a guitarist that... Gion will be collaborating with. Um, so we our, our programs are ongoing. In September, we'll be bringing, a, you know, a Madlitzo, a band from Africa, and um, and so on. So we have a whole performance program. So, so the residency program, you, you bring artists and musicians who actually stay there at Harrison House. Correct. And work there. Right. Okay. Right. What is the seating capacity for the primary performance area? In, well, inside the Lou Harrison House, it's about 50. But since COVID, we've been doing fewer than that. But... Um, so that's the max, really. But, you know, I, and then we have an outdoor stage, and there's another program that I want to mention I realized is coming up, too. Um, so there's another artist residency here, Boxo, and they every other year do a trenial. And so as part of it, they invite community organizations, you know, to participate with their theme and their Bernard and his Ber group. Yeah, Bernard, we, yeah. And I know the radio says is very supportive of, of Boxo and Boxo House. Right. So, yeah. And so, so Bernard reached out and he said this year their theme is breaking down borders. You know, it's all about how we've, you know, you can look at it in any way you want, you know, land borders and everything. And I thought and thought and thought. I went, you know, I and becoming so inspired by the native culture and i and i always like to acknowledge that we are on the ancestral land of the serrano Cahuilla, mojave people chamaweve and so what we're going to do is we're going to have a, a concert on the new moon in november the 13th of november it's going to be outdoors when you're hearing about it first you're hearing about it you first. are hearing about it first here we go you yeah, are yeah. Bring your sleeping bag, bring your sleeping pad, bring your blankets, because you're going to lay down on the ground and look up at the stars. And Kim Marcus is going to be telling the creation stories of the, 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 the Serrano people. And I know when they were putting together the cultural displays for the new Joshua Tree National Park uh, headquarters in Twenty Palms, they told me they work with 15 different tribes. So the influences of 15 different tribes mm -hmm. are here mm -hmm. in Joshua Tree and here in this area. So right. it's fascinating. Yeah, so it'll be the, there's their creation stories, but then also, and, I'm, and, and I think it should involve music as well, but a very dark experience looking up at the stars and hearing how the native people feel they got here and how they lived on the land, the exact land where we will be. Sounds fascinating. That's coming up in November. Right. And again, give us the website again. LouHarrisonHouse.org. Okay. So, in fact, you know, we do have a name change. We did used to be Harrison House Music Arts and Ecology, but we formed our own nonprofit, Joshua Tree Foundation for Arts and Ecology, and the DBA Lou Harrison House. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's that's fairly common with with nonprofits. So, the uh, what's coming up next in the permaculture series? I, I, I do have another set of classes coming. Well, we do that every other year. It's okay. a huge undertaking. Yeah, I see. I, I see a lot of buzz about it when it's coming up. How many people normally come for that program? 
I mean, it's it's a program that is very intensive. It's two weeks long. You get one day off, and it's seven in the morning practically because it's breakfast until seven at night. Uh, so. Um, two years ago, we graduated 20 people. I think this last year, we graduated 15 people. So it's it's a commitment. And again, but the teaching and, and the way it has been spreading uh, all over the place. It's like, you know, it's like a woven basket. So is, uh, is Harrison House sort of the hub of the permaculture movement? In, the, in this area, I would say... In a way, yes, There's it Charlie is. Charlie from the Des just walked into the radio station. Oh my gosh, isn't that a wonderful <laughs> thing? <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, I, I'm so enjoying working with Charlie and and uh, excited. I said, Charlie, we have so much amaranth. Please develop recipes yeah. for it. Yeah, I, I'm going to come back to that too. But but uh, again, permaculture. So really, people who want to learn about it, they they come here. This is the worldwide hub for this movement well well i don't know that we're the worldwide hub we're the joshua tree hub take the win eva take the win oh come on okay (laughs) Okay, thank you but you know it began in australia actually and so it but i want to say that we're hugely hugely honored and uh, grateful to have warren brush as our lead teacher who does work i'm going to say he's one of the worldwide leaders and he's in africa working in villages all the time he teaches oh in in france in germany and you know always when he comes here we will do an intro to permaculture weekend you know so we don't have things like that scheduled we're pretty focused on this kids camp I was just waving at Charlie. Yeah, hi, Charlie. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so we're pretty focused on the kids' camp right now. but And we are also, at the moment, you know, trying to s- take some time to s- structure our organization because we're sort of expanding and, you know, two sides of the street. Time for strategic planning. Yes, yes. it is. So yeah. we're, you know, we're in that process as well. And what are you planning for? Uh, do you want a, another facility? Do you want to expand the facility? Was it what is it Eva Soltis would like to see in in the near future for the Harrison House facility? You, you know, I would like to see it go on beyond me because I, you know, this is all things that I started in my lifetime. It's like you, you understand it. You're you've done this radio station, you've developed, you've created it, and you're gonna pass it along. So I'm trying to figure out how to structure it so that when I'm gone it can keep going. You know, that the nonprofit is um, secure as an organization. We're trying to build our board of directors. Plans for succession. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with the final portion of the Z1077 Up Close Show. Our guest in studio today, Eva Soltis with Joshua Tree Foundation for Arts and Ecology. We'll be right back with the rest of the show right after this. Has the dream of homeownership felt just out of reach for you? Make this the year that your dream comes true. This is Patty Brown, a.k.a. the Lone Lady or the Queen of Green. Don't be afraid to make the first step and pick up the phone. You've got questions? We've got answers and no obligation. We also do home improvement loans in case you need cash for a honey-do list, property taxes, a basic remodel, or a whole house overhaul. Call me today at 365-7003. The Lone Lady, we want to be your real estate lender. At Morongo Basin Community Health Center, your health is our priority. That's why we have medical specialists, including chiropractic, behavioral health, and now dermatology, available right here in our convenient Yucca Valley and 29 Palms clinics. Make an appointment today. Call 760-365-9305 or log on to our new website, morongobasinhealth.org. Morongo Basin Community Health Center, a program of Morongo Basin Healthcare District. Let's do lunch today at Western Diner. Round up your mates for this incredible special. A juicy burger with fries and a milkshake for just $11.99 served Monday through Friday. For early risers, seniors get free coffee Monday through Thursday from 7 to 10 a.m. Anyone over 55. Family owned and operated. Everything at Western Diner is made in-house and you'll taste the difference that fresh, not frozen, makes. Don't forget prime rib Friday nights for dinner. Western Diner on the highway past Mohawk next to the car wash. Thank you. 
And we are back on the final portion of the Z1077 Up Close Show. I'm Gary Danielle, your host. Uh, our producer is Michelle Alley. And our phone number for you to call is 760-366-8471. We've been finding about, uh, more about the fascinating things going on at Harrison House. And the primary reason that we asked Eva Soltis to come in this morning is to talk about that summer camp that starts this Monday. So let's let's just do a little reminder of what the summer camp is and how they can get their kids signed up. And this, this is a free program and frankly, just a tremendous opportunity. I so. know, it really is. It was such a thrill that this came together so quickly and with such really amazing people. So it's our idea of what would be really fun as a kid to do. And it's basically an expanded learning summer camp that the Inland Empire Community Foundation has funded. Well, it's um, not like sitting in a classroom. I mean, there's some uh, it's amazing... It's all hands-on. Yeah, it's indoor, outdoor. Yeah. It's We have two distinct, really beautiful places. So it's going to go on inside the Harrison House, around the grounds. They're going to be learning native games, you know, making arrows out of willows they're going to be learning to throw rabbit sticks you know how the native people would catch rabbits they're going to be learning games like i'd like to learn how to throw a rabbit stick so. uh, well you know we we could sneak you in <laughs> can, I, can i audit a class you yeah, yeah I, we would let you do that I, I we would i'll give you a schedule but also amazing science experiments watching celery turn red through its veins um making uh sun ovens to cook s'mores in learning native foods chia candy um uh weaving a basket you know and every child is going to be able to do that i'm actually going to be teaching math as rhythm so you know i specialize in south indian classical dance so we're going to be doing some really fun rhythm exercises with ankle bells on you know so making a little music ensemble and um and a whole lot more. I mean, the, the the level of the teaching of people who wanted to give back to the kids. And it's a free program. Absolutely. Kids so free. Uh, where are you getting your funding? The Inland Empire Community Foundation. So there was a grant for it's this program? It's a grant program. from them. And so, and I should say it's three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from July 10th to August 11th. So it's actually five weeks, and it's 9 in the morning until 2.30. And the DES is going to be providing also be a free lunch. There will be so many beautiful crafts, and Cybele Rowe Ro is going to be doing ceramics. The kids are going to have such beautiful art and artifacts and everything to bring home We'll do a little exhibit for the parents, you know, on the last day, on the 11th, um, you know, of, of showing what the kids were able to, you know, to accomplish and, you know, making paper, making Sienna-type prints on it, pottery, painting on, on stones, petroglyph painting on stones with, with rock pigments. I mean, it's going to be fabulous. Did we mention it was free? Yeah. Right? I so know. It's a, so to apply, go to info.harrisonhouse at gmail.com and send me your contact information or you can call 760-366-4712 or you can go to louharrisonhouse.org that's right and then you can click right on the home page there and you can get straight to the application what can the uh community do to support the just wonderful work of Harrison House Music Artists and Ecology. What, well, what can we do to help you? That well, you know what we always need funding and we need volunteers. So um, that you know that's sort of like that funding and volunteers. Okay. So we, you know that to create any kind of a succession plan to make an a, an you know a secure organization. It takes money, and so those that can do that, it's great. And if you can't, we'd love to have your help. And the same same information will go for that. Eva Soltis, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, parents, there's still ten slots left in that yeah. free summer camp. Get to it. Thank you so much, Gary. You're it's welcome. always a pleasure to be with you. That is going to do it for the Z1077 Up Close Show. Join me next Friday when the chairman of the San Bernardino County Board of Supervisors, Don Rao, will be the guest on the Up Close Show. Until then, thanks for listening. Drive care and God bless. Bye-bye. We have. You've been listening to Up Close, a weekly talk and interview program presented in the public interest by Z1077 News. Join Gary Denio again next Friday at 10 for more Up Close.